I'm Greg Euland with Reynolds & Reynolds, and this is Connected. Today, I get to sit down with uh, Sean Leibold, who is our Director of Industry Relations at Reynolds, and I'm really excited to talk with him about a lot of different things, but but in a lot of ways, getting connected with your community and what he's seen out there with uh, with dealers doing. So, Sean, thanks for uh, taking time and sitting down. No, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yep, for sure. So, today is uh, uh, the last day of November, right? So, we're coming off Thanksgiving. Uh, yesterday was Giving Tuesday. We're coming in, well, we're actually in holiday season at this point, right? Christmas is coming up. So, uh, a lot of uh, people, it's front of mind for them to think about giving back. And, and for, for many, it's it's front of mind all year round. But this time of year, for whatever reason, it really does seem to, to come to the forefront. Um, you have a, an interesting background. Hopefully we can talk a little bit about that maybe sure. to start, but um, you obviously as, as a part of Reynolds are involved in a ton of dealership events. And uh, I think you, you've played in about every golf outing <laughs> out there. Uh, the problem is that you never get invited back because you win them. Uh, right. but <laughs> <laughs> and then they're trying to figure out why they paid me to go play golf, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, but, but before, you know, coming actually back to Reynolds, you spent uh, maybe a decade or longer um, running a, a pretty major event in the Western Southern Open, which is the uh, the pro tennis event leading up to the U.S. Open. Um, so I guess maybe start talking a little bit about about your background and your experience there, uh, and, and then we can dive in. Sure. Yeah. So uh, so like you said, I handled the uh, sales and sponsorships at uh, one of the top nine events in the world um, as far as tennis is concerned. And uh, when you handle sponsorships and, and partnerships, um, it takes on a unique uh, element. And a lot of it has kind of transformed into what I do at Reynolds now. But um, some of that, to be kind of brief, is is you, you try to create packages that are mutually beneficial to both sides. Um, and how you come to those terms sometimes is getting very creative and and then how you how you step back and put yourself in the the client's shoes to see well this is looking a little lopsided our way or maybe a little lopsided their way and, and to try to come to that middle ground on here's the way it's just going to be great for both sides and so that was kind of the fun part about always trying to put these packages together um you know a lot of times you try to find an emotional appeal as well and that's another thing that i've seen in a lot of the things that that the dealerships are doing out in the communities um once you find those emotional ties, then it becomes a little easier to have those packages created. I also see that um, you'll find certain leaders within organizations that have certain passions. And I've seen that in several of the dealership groups as well. And in my former life, you know, I, I could always identify, I shouldn't say always, but I, I could identify sometimes those people that had certain special things in their lives, whether their child had autism or they've come from a breast cancer family, survivor or non-survivor, unfortunately. And so sometimes when you hit upon those emotional pieces, then it can take on a whole new life. So those are some of the things from my former life on how I would traditionally package or, or try to put together something that made sense for both sides. And you know, finding the emotional ties is always always a good way. Yeah, do you see that pretty commonly too with dealerships? So a lot of dealers um, give back and get involved through events that are tied to a charity, right? So, um, you know, right now I'm, I'm sporting the beard for the last day this this year, <laughs> right. Uh, right? No shave November. I mean, right. can, cancer in general is one of those things that uh, has come a long way in, you know, the last half a century. Um, there's a lot of uh, ability to treat, but um, there's, I don't think anybody would say that there's a cure and there's no prevention. So, um, you know, it's a big, broad topic. But uh, when you look at um, dealership events and those emotional ties, do you see that generally there's there's something kind of rooted in, in an individual or the owner of the store that, that leads them to a charity? 
almost 100% of the time. I mean, uh, you know, dealers are such great community people anyways yep. um, in all fronts. Um, a lot of things don't even show up in the newspaper. Um, some dealers want them promoted, some don't. So you get a variation of, of those that they want to make donations to certain things. They don't even want it to be known or they want to hold events and they want to hold it in somebody's name because it's a brother, a sister, a mom, a dad, you know, um, a child that they're memorializing. Um, and in a lot of cases, you know, um, that gets even more support from the community or business, you know, businesses that are going to support that financially and physically. Um, you know, we've got a few examples, you know, uh, around here locally, yeah. you know, the, the Norman J. Ross Foundation, which, you know, she was, you know, stricken with breast cancer, but she was a huge community person as well, part of the Ross um, Automotive Group. And that one's taken on a whole new life. I mean, if you drive past past their dealership, um, you know, during October, it's it's all pink fascia. It's all in ribbons. And, you know, and Janelle does an amazing job memorializing her and then has plenty of outings throughout the year to do that. Um, you also have Mr. Hendrick down at the Hendrick Automotive Group. He's been doing a, a bone marrow uh, matching program for decades and i've been a part of that 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 outing and and that foundation and that's been an amazing thing to watch that talk about an emotional day you yeah. know usually i don't cry before i go golfing but but that one will make you cry in a happy way yeah because uh that one will show you know the the donor with the person that that received the donation or the match yeah and so it's usually for the very first time and so you'll watch 200 golfers literally you know cry yeah. And in a good way. Right. And so, you know, usually I cry at the end if I lose, but, <laughs> you know, I cry at the beginning. So anyway, so those are a couple just like recently top, top of mind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, golf outings are a popular way to, to host an event and to raise yeah. some money. Yep. Um, what are some other ones that you've seen be successful? Just other types of events, um, if, if any. Um, yeah, there, there's been, you know, some, some higher end ones like polo events and, okay. and, you know, and you'll get a lot of, you know, probably bigger type money at those okay. kind of events, because a lot of times that'll take on a different, you know, um, a demographic of folks or, and, or companies that want to tie to those. And it goes kind of back to that sponsorship and matching piece of, you know, sponsors want to be matched with certain demographics, um, of clients. So, you know, you don't, you don't serve, you know, um, Paps Blue Ribbon at a polo match. Right. You know, you're serving Woodford or something that has a higher moet, different things that. We'll that say there's like, nothing wrong with PBR, though. Even, no, even I, get, a look, I didn't mean to offend anyone, <laughs> you know, because uh, I know that PBRs are popular around here um, and probably soon to be on Friday. Um, but yeah, but I think a lot of it does have to do with um, the way that. Um, the sponsorships or the events tie back to the clients and that clientele. I think that's a, a huge way to get people involved. Yeah. So how do you then, uh, well, and I'm sure there's a lot of different ways, but what are some of the ways that you've seen be successful for dealers to select an event, right? So I think, I think golf's a great one and it's an easy one. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned polo. Um, that's a unique one. But again, if you're, if you're going for more of a luxury higher end feel, that's, that's a great option. Correct. Um, What's a good way to determine what type of event? I mean, can you host a gala? Can you do uh -huh. something at the store? Can For you sure. run out of space? Can you, I don't know, how do you, how do you make that decision? Do you go kind of the path of least resistance? Is that, is that typically the best way, especially if you're just getting started or what do you think? No, I think it's a great question. I think it, I think it depends on what, what you're trying to achieve. What kind of, what kind of dollars are you trying to raise? What kind of, um, uh, message are you trying to send? I think um, I would always try to look for ways that that you can engage the the clients and or the sponsors for a longer period of time. Okay. Um, 
that's why I think golf outings work so well, because from a business perspective, um, you know, if, if I'm sponsoring it, let's just say, and I, I get to have some clients come with me, there's, there's really nothing else that you get five dedicated hours with a client. It's sure. almost impossible. And you develop these relationships through that type of event. And whereas you just said, you know, art events are another good one where you can tie it into some art and tie it into some cocktail hours and dinners that provide a little more engagement and you get things to talk about. It's not just, okay, come for the dinner. And then it's over. Make your right. donations, silent auctions. We've all done them. And those are great, too, because those can provide a lot of, I'll call it kind of like free money. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the money that people donated all the items. And then people went and bought all the items. Right. Um, you had no real investment. Whereas golf outings, you're going to have to invest into the golf outing a little bit. You're going to have to pay for the carts. You're going to pay for the, the course. Um, dinners, you're going to have to pay for food. Those are kind of the, they've got some hard costs in them. Mm-hmm. So, so when you're building them out, I think you have to determine, like, are you willing to make a, a significant investment into the event, knowing that you're going to get a significant investment out of the event? Mm-hmm. Or are you good with just making a couple you know, a couple dollars here and there. So, um, I think it just all depends. Plus I think you have to look at the community in which you're in too. Um, I think, you know, if you're in a a bigger market that, you know, you want to go after bigger dollars, then you're probably going to have to have a bigger event. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas if you're in a smaller market, you know, maybe, maybe a 4-H kind of thing is more appropriate in rural areas, you know, to where, you know, you have, you have a different type of, um, you know, it's very casual, it's very country style, or it's very rule driven. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that that's also another play because you're not going to serve Moet, you know, out in, you know, Greene County or somewhere like that. You're going to serve probably some other items that, sure. you know, are more applicable for that for that type of uh, demographic. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the phrases I've heard you use before, and I've, I've kind of stolen on occasion, is this idea of frameworthy moments, mm-hmm. right? So yep. if you're going to have a sponsor or um, any sort of attendee, uh, giving them something, a memory that they can take a picture of and put it on the desk behind them. That's so right. It's in a frame. Yep. Um, they can remember it and it, it creates a, a longer lasting experience. Um, talk about that a little bit. And how do you how do you do that? Um, in all these different types of settings? Yeah, I think that's a great question. That used to be really uh, one of the major talk tracks when I was actually selling sponsorships. Now, as I'm on the other side of it, you know, receiving the benefits from sponsorships, I I look at those same things because, you know, if you walk over to my desk, you'll see pictures of me with a lot of different, you know, people and different events. And it always makes me think about that event. And to your point, if you're going to be a sponsor, you want to create that memorable event or you want to re- create a, a reason why your 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 uh, account rep or your salesperson has an opportunity to go re-engage that person. Because at the end of the day, there also has to be some business ties to it, too. Because if you're making an investment into an event, yes, you're doing it for a great cause. But there's also probably some business reasons why you want to do it as well. You know, I mean. Um, so yeah, the, the, the framework, the, the, the making memories, those kind of things I think are super important when you're, when you're building these types of events. And I think some, some dealership groups do amazing jobs of that. Mm-hmm. Um, some do good jobs and some, I don't think they even think about it, but that's not their fault. Right. They just might not have somebody really throwing it out there. Yeah. And, and I would, I would add, and I'm curious, I want to bounce this off of you because I'm, I'm curious where your head's at, but. I would think that for me, at least a frameworthy moment centers around, and you mentioned it, but centers around the people there. Correct. Right. You, you don't have pictures of a clubhouse, right? right? You have pictures of you and, and your friends or you and, and fill in the blank. 
with that clubhouse in the background. Like correct. the clubhouse is there to remind you where you were, correct, correct. but the memories stem from the people. So Absolutely. being being present at these types of events yep. and being active at these types of events and creating those emotional connections with, with people yep. is, in my opinion, I think probably the most important piece. Yep, I agree. Um, I forgot one other great example, and, and you just made me remember it, was I was just at a, a conference um, uh, for NAMAD and one of the booths they had um, they had a former Heisman Trophy winner. Oh yeah, and so Who was he, it? He, um, you know, he played for Nebraska. Uh, I forget is Rogers, I think. Yeah, his last name was I think mm-hmm. Rogers. Okay. I, like the seventies. Okay, but he brought the Heisman Trophy. That's pretty cool. So at the booth, you could go over, and I mean, he was he was pulling you in too. It wasn't was like he was just there? sitting there. With the Heis- was Nissan with the Heisman House? Were they there? No, but that would have been kind of cool. <laughs> Actually, that would have been really cool because that those commercials are great. Um, but uh, uh, but no, you went over and he made you put your hand out with him, and he put his hand out, and then he wrote you a personal note on the picture. It was printed right there for you, and you took it away once very again. Cool. Very memorable, and you know if you were a Nebraska fan, you were definitely gonna have that thing somewhere mounted. Even if you're not, it's you know it's a it's a Heisman Trophy winner. That's a pretty significant thing and yeah. a memorable moment. So. That's very cool. Yep. That's very cool. So um, taking a step back, thinking about for dealers that, um, you know, maybe are looking, they've, they've given it to their communities um, and they're involved a lot, like like most dealers are. Yep. Um, I couldn't name one that I know that isn't, right, right in some yep. way, shape, or form. I agree. Um, but for those that maybe are looking to scale up a little bit yep. um, and looking to have maybe um, a bigger impact or a bigger event and try to draw more, um, any thoughts on that? Any suggestions for for that to go a little bit bigger scale? You know, maybe Polo is not the right for their demographic no, no, to your point, sure. but uh-huh. um, I don't know, just, just ways to, to broaden what they're doing. I think um, one of the best ways would be is, is find either a, a regional celebrity or a regional sports uh, hero or a current sports um, person um, that has that emotional tie to that type of foundation okay. or that type of um, event. So IE would be if you can find somebody that, you know, maybe they lost their mother or their mother is a cancer survivor, or breast cancer survivor, and that happens to be your type of event, reach out to them. In most cases, they'll do it for free. And because they know you're raising money towards what they're probably working towards as well. Yeah. So you can keep some of that appearance money expense out of it. Mm-hmm. But raise the bar a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you put them on a hole to where every single group gets to see them have a backdrop, they get a picture with that person, they can, you know, sign the picture on the spot and say thank you for your support, whatever that may be. But I think anytime you can in- increase like the 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 personality mm-hmm. at an event, that's always a, a huge win. Um, you know, minus having like a, a slew of high-end sponsors or or things that are provided. Another thing that I think is huge is is to have a lot of activity when you're doing an event. Mm-hmm. So whether it's goofy things like, you know, um, if you're if you're, you know, you have big tennis rackets and big golf clubs and you're doing some sort of framester kind of thing yeah. back in the day when framester kind of became its cool little trendy thing, that still is kind of a fun thing for yeah, people to do. And um, but anytime you can get people to interact and 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 not just one hit, but have them interacting all the time, whether it's you know, put on derby hats and everybody gets a picture, you know, with a fake horse in the background, whatever that may be. Um, I, I truly br- believe that the, the pictures become those memories, but also keeping your, your folks engaged throughout the course of the day or throughout the course of the event. It doesn't have to be a golf event. It can be just things sprinkled throughout like a, a, a conference room that, that happens to be hosting a big dinner. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's all about the energy. It really right? is. I mean, it, it really the is. Setting can be whatever. Exactly. It's, getting people to laugh, getting people to open up. Once you once you ta- tap into that laughter emotion, yeah. you've got them. Yeah. Crying, right. laugh. Okay, you got them both sides. Well, so. Either in a spectrum, <laughs> right. or you, just, you don't yeah. want them depressed. You want them <laughs> laughing or crying, but in a good way, crying. So yeah. So so how um, how do you raise the most money possible, right? So you think about um, pick your charity, right? Whatever that that charity is, and you've decided as an individual, um, as a as a company, as a dealership group, um, that you're going to give X dollars to this this charity, right? Yep. And you're also going to host an event, so there's there's a certain amount of money that that's going into that event, right? right. You're going to host an event um, that's intention is to raise money, right? And there's different ways to do that. You mentioned silent auctions, and you mentioned sponsors, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so how do you maximize that? Because clearly you're doing this for the impact right for Correct. the giving um and, and many dealers will will match what they raise or you know like i said at a minimum you know provide a donation on their own as well um but how do you how do you maximize that how do you make the most out of your event or you know get the most from sponsors or even people attending great question and um went through this exercise probably hundreds of times <laughs> um First, you, you, you try to align yourself um, with an event that you know will be heavily supported um, throughout the community. Um, you try to also find ways to completely eliminate expenses altogether because obviously there's a net effect to that. Yep. Um, if you can find, you know, I'll just I'll stay on the golf theme, but the theme can be moved all over the place. Sure. But, you know, find a golf course that's willing to allow you to play for free. OK, if you did something else for them down the road sure. or um uh, or you, you know, you, sometimes you have to pass along the expense to those that are attending. But if you can prevent it and you can keep it at a at a good level, that's always a good thing. Find a find a conference center that wants to promote themselves, okay, for weddings or for yeah. you know whatever it may be, um, and ask them for either significant dif- discounts or look, we'll, we'll we'll pay for the catering. Reach out to your local local distributor. They'll donate most of the product, meaning beer, meaning wine. If you if you tell them what the cause is going against, sure. because um, I've worked with a ton of those types of people and they have a lot of line items for charitable donations. So, you know, just tapping into the creativity of the network and car dealers are so connected. I mean, obviously, I mean, they've got you know friends in almost every single genre and category of business that um, it's just a matter of them probably having an individual that knows how to work those kind of routes. Yeah. So, um, so I learned is, it through default, right? Yeah. But but I, I had a decade of it to, to learn it. Now I know it really well, but you know, it's it's just kind of like our golf outing for the Associate Foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, I threw it at the team. I said, "Why don't we have sponsors?" They're like, "Well, we just never really thought about it." I said, "So, why don't we just reach out to those that we spend the most money with?" Outside of Reynolds, mm-hmm. next thing you know, several of our people that we spend a lot of money with, one is very close and near to your heart, and they do a lot of stuff at NADA. They were gracious enough to offer a nice little sponsorship check, and that's that's another piece on how to raise a lot of money is look at those that you're spending money with. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good, that's good. And then, so thinking about just hearing you talk, just real briefly right there, that's a lot. It is. It's not. It's not like you just make it happen, <laughs> right? right? So. Right. So how do you organize it? Who organizes it? Like, this, does a person have to own it? Is this a, you know, a person that's just really passionate? Do you need a team to do it? Um, what what works? You know, because it's it's not you can't just go down a checklist and voila, it's done. Right. right? right there, there's right. a lot that there goes is. into this. There stuff. is. There is. I think, you know, you have to have a one person that 
heads it up. Then mm-hmm. I think you create subcommittees that literally create, okay, so you have a food and beverage committee or you have just a food committee, you have a beverage committee, you have an entertainment committee, and, and those people kind of chair those committees. And those are the ones that break it down into ta- or like actionable item kind of things as opposed to staying up here. Now, okay, well, I'm going to reach out to Budweiser. I'm going to reach out to Miller Lite. Whoever's going to pick that, that gets to be our guy and gal. Okay, I'm going to reach out to, you know, Presidential Banquet Center and NCR Country Club. And whoever wants that, that's going to be that. Um, so then then they start managing those relationships and they start managing what the process is going to look like, the catering, the food, the event, the time, the schedule. Um, then they ask for, you know, internal volunteers. You know, I think that then there's a volunteer committee that 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 person just in charge of getting volunteers. Yeah. You know, I know we have a, a team over here that that does a lot of that for the associate foundation mm-hmm. um, fundraising. But there's you can just never have enough volunteers. And I think you I think some things that, you know, dealerships probably do in some cases, but, you know, tap into, you, you know, your retirement centers, you know, those types of places where they're always looking for those kind of things for getting their, their folks involved in yeah. stuff that make them active, mm-hmm. get them out in the community, you know, so. Well, and you can, you can even develop, you know, thinking about that type of, uh, that type of place. I mean, you can even develop a, an ongoing relationship there, right? Exactly. Where you're, you're giving right. back and you're helping out because there's exactly. always hands that are needed there too. Absolutely. Um, so that's, that's a good point of just looking for ways to, to not just give and not just get, but, but really find opportunities to partner right. with, right. you know, whatever it is, whether it's right. an organization like a retirement community, that's a great right. idea, or, um, you know, a sponsor, right? How right. how can we help you? How can you help us? And, and just kind of merging those two yeah. together. You probably get the best output that way, you do. the best experiences, the you best do. people, the most smiles. You do. You do. And I mean, and you get people that are excited about being out there, you know. And I'll use the example from when I was at the tennis event. You know, we had 1,400 volunteers. The average tenure was like 22 years of volunteering at the tennis tournament. That's crazy. So, and I mean, these are people that would take vacation just to go volunteer. So if you think about that, you know, you, you know, it's, it's almost kind of, uh, it's kind of a misnomer on why you would take a vacation to go volunteer. And some, some would come from other states as far as like California to volunteer at the ter- tournament just because that's, that's what they wanted to do. Wow. And that was their passion. So yeah. you tap into those little, those little nooks and crannies and communities and you can find passionate, you know, churches, things that, you know, they're looking to do good things in the community. And maybe you just never thought about tapping them on the shoulder. Yeah. So. So what's your what's your favorite story from uh, that tennis tournament? I mean, you were there for a while. There's got to be some got to be some good ones. Um, you know, believe it or not, my favorite story. Well, one of my favorite stories um, was, you know, I had I had kind of like I, w- I don't want to say a, a bad feeling about this particular person, but they never rubbed me the right way. And I okay. met them several times and I always try to give them the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, they're a humongous superstar in, in the world of women's tennis. And so. um her name's Serena Williams, if anybody's ever heard of her. <laughs> and so one of the one of the coolest and cutest stories ever was, um, so I was given a tour to um, one of the CEOs of a, of a company. He had his 11-year-old daughter with him. And I got them both credentials, so they had their names, and I was taken back behind the scenes. And so Serena just lost, and that was like almost unheard of that early. Yeah. And so... We're going up the elevator, and Serena, you know, gets on with the WTA agent, and just me, 
the little girl, the CEO, Serena, and the agent. Mm-hmm. And Serena's always been known to not take losing very well. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's a lot of us, though. I'm like, yeah, true. <laughs> and I so I was like, oh, Lord, just just let her just get to the floor yeah. and go to the press conference. Next thing you know, she looks down. She goes, well, hi, Aubrey. What's your name? She, and the little girl looks up at me like, oh, my God, and looks up at Serena like, oh, my God, is she really talking to me? Yeah. And she's like, did you have a good day? And she goes, yeah. And Serena goes, well, I didn't, but that's okay. <laughs> and so it was just kind of one of those funny things. And she gave her like a little hug because yeah. she was, you know, all sweaty from her match and everything. But I thought that was one of the coolest things ever. The girl will never forget it. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, and, and as soon as Serena got off the elevator, I looked at the CAO and I was trying to do a sponsorship with him. I go, was that any good? <laughs> and so he goes, that was really good. He goes, did you plan that? And I go, no, I did not. So <laughs> just got lucky. I wish I did. Just, yep, just got lucky. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's right. Yeah. So. <laughs> so thinking about, um, you know, all the all the events then that you've been to at dealers, what's, uh, you know, what's maybe your most memorable and not to downplay any of the others, but right, right. Uh, no, you, sure. know, you mentioned um, the one that, that Mr. Hendrick puts on with the, the bone marrow transplant and the donors. And, yep. and uh, that's obviously very emotional. So certainly memorable. You brought that up. Any others stand out to you? Um, you know, I, I would say that that, that one over the course of its years has been the most, um, impactful to me just in watching what he has done with the money and the resources that he's gotten through that, that, that foundation and the lives he has truly like, I mean, he saved through that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, it is a, you know, it's a very difficult, um, uh, piece to, to perform, matching people yeah. uh, with bone marrow. It's it's very painful for those that want to um, donate it. Um, but once you have that bank of people, then then there's a whole nother process behind those scenes to go find the match and how well does the body receive. Not to go into the long story, but, but after hearing all those stories and watching the people meet and seeing how many people were touched by it, it just truly just makes it the most impactful yeah. event I've ever played in my entire life. No, so that's great. We've been a part of. Yeah. No, that's great to hear. It's great to hear. Um, all right. Well, Sean, we've talked uh, you know decent amount here. What uh, what haven't we talked about? Anything that we we uh, haven't hit on that you wanna you wanna touch on before we kick out of here? You know, I think uh, I think you know just through through all of these types of events, it's amazing like the friendships and the relationships that that you you develop through the ones that have these emotional ties and and the ones that have such great causes behind them. I think that. I encourage, you know, um, dealerships to continue to do it. And I know they will. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, to even up their game in a lot of ways to make them even that much more impactful or that much more emotional. So people want to continue to to fight to find that last spot or that last table to get at the banquet or whatever it may be. Because I think when you create that buzz around your event, I think that's that's what truly like does it. For, for both the participant, the people involved, the volunteers, the sponsors, um, all those types of things. So once you hit on those, you're starting to hit home runs, not singles. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Well, appreciate you sitting down. It's no, a great you. conversation as always. Thanks for all you do for uh, for us and, um, you know, stay involved. I know that you're you're out there constantly uh, making sure that, uh, um, you know, putting, putting your best foot forward and our best foot forward. So appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks, Greg. Yep. Have a good one. You too. 
Well, what a great conversation with Sean. Definitely appreciate him sitting down and taking time. I hope you uh, you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Uh, before we hop off, don't forget, you can watch or listen to all episodes of Connected on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify podcasts. And make sure to hit subscribe so you're notified every other Wednesday when new episodes are released. Thanks so much, and we'll see you in two weeks.